When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. When I'm on my way to drop off the kids at school and I'm on about five hours of sleep and I haven't had my coffee yet, I'm truly one of a kind. Yeah, this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. It is. But there is one thing I can do immediately to bring some comfort and calm to the situation and keep me moving forward. Eat Keebler Sandies. I like to think that if the good-looking guy was still around, sitting on the couch, comforting himself about not getting into college, he'd ditch the Cocoa Puffs and down some Keebler Sandies instead. Mixed with chocolate syrup? Ooh, why not? When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat to keep you going. Each Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for Keebler Sandies shortbread cookies to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. So while we were on this road trip, we met up with some friends, and um, one of the things my wife loves more than anything is karaoke, like singing. Okay. And we have the, with our friends we met up with in Kentucky, they also sing, and everybody can sing. I can't sing. And <laughs> this made me realize I have no talents outside of acting. Like, do you guys have talents? No. Like, can you do other things? No, I'm not good at anything. Not one thing. I can't play an instrument. I don't I speak either. any other languages fluently. No. Yeah, I can play a little bit of guitar and a little bit of piano. Like You can. I would never do it for other people. Like, it's just for me. You know, it's like just a hobby. Um, I, would you consider writing a talent? Sure. I can't I'm talking even write. about, like, performative talent. Like, what, the only thing I, I can, can do... I can do voices. I mean, yeah. does that count? No, does that yes. count? no, no. I'm talking about, like, do you go... like? Well, this is an interesting question because I was also thinking about this. Like, Danielle, did you even act before you became a professional actor? Like, did you ever take an acting class or was no, it just but like I you was just started- in elementary school plays, but Me I too. was not like 
a big part or anything. I mean, they threw me into the Wizard of Oz. They like created a character for me. I didn't have any lines, I don't think. Or maybe I said like, maybe I said like. I'm Michelle, the girl that's also on the trip. No, but you know what? You'll you'll see how they do. They can actually create a character. The um, the lollipop guild. Sure. They Mm -hmm. added two little girls, me and my best friend, Jessica, and we were the Lullaby League. So there was the Lollipop Guild and the Lullaby League. And we were basically like little partners to the to the Lollipop Guild. Did you have a song? We came out with like tutu on, we and we represent and, the yeah, lullaby like, league. The lullaby league. The lullaby league. It wasn't like that. Second no. grade Wizard of Oz had to create so many roles. So there were there was Dorothy and like Dorothea. Was oh like wow! Two. There was Toto, and then another cat that was also with them. Oh man! Uh, the tornado was an actual was one of the kids acting as a tornado. <laughs> it was great. It was so fun. Sweet. Yeah. Wow. Um, but yeah, no, I have no, uh, I wish I could sing more than anything in the world. Like, I love singing. I just, I'm just so bad at it. Um, I can hold a tune. Yeah, you can. I've heard you sing. I, yeah. I can hold a tune. I would not, nobody would be like, wow, that guy can sing. But I can <laughs> hold a tune enough to where I, it's not horribly embarrassing. I just never sing. Though. Like, I'll sing in character sometimes for voiceover stuff. Yeah. Where it's like Ron Stoppable singing something or something like that. I do more. And I sung to remember to Sir With Love on the show. They like sent me to an act or a, a singing coach mm. to to do that kind of stuff it was weird. But actual talents. No, like I don't paint. I couldn't draw a straight line if there was a gun oh, in my head. forget it. Yeah, I, me either. Like, no, I, <laughs> no. I have zero artistic ability. Me, me too. I can, can you do... draw, Ryder? Uh, you know what's funny is that I've started drawing with indie. Like I didn't draw at all when I was a kid, or when. But I love it now. I I'm not really? very good, but I can see how I could get better if I just practice. Like if you just okay. focus on it, you know, it's like anything. You just do it. But I actually find it so soothing to draw um, with indie. Like we sit and we draw, and I just and I really love it. And I I could see That's myself cool. working on it. So I want to get better at it. I definitely I like sculpting. It. I'm just bad. Yeah. I'm just I've never tried to i mean like i would when we were doing boy i would always mess around with like sculpting wax or sculpting clay just at my apartment messing around but i'd love to actually take a class and learn how to do it um, did you guys know that i was a magician before i was an actor what what you were the amazing writer <laughs> the strong brothers magic show this oh is how, i this did is the know first that thing yeah that we did like oh okay back in the day yeah and that's right. when you guys started doing tricks when when like basically stealing the show when you were in another play, right? Weren't you guys doing yes, stuff off to the exactly. side? Exactly. Yeah, we were in a play. That's when you were the guards. Invent. Yeah, we were the guards, and we invented this whole like carrot bit or whatever. But then right around that same time, we went to a Doug Henning magic show, and like all like we were for whatever reason throughout the course of this Doug Henning show. All the members of my family got called up on stage. Like my dad got called up, I got called up. Shyly, I guess we were just like in the right seat whatever and we became obsessed with magic and so we started developing our own magic show and then we used to do birthday parties the strong brothers magic show we had like pins and and uh like 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 prizes we would give out and like my parents still have them and they says like i believe in magic the strong brothers magic show we had capes and top hats oh my god yeah but i'd um, see that but i was never any good at magic either (laughs) Like, like I remember like my, I was the one who talked, like I did all the like lecturing and talking and picking people from the audience and whatnot. And I always remember like when it came time to actually do the trick, like when you had to like swap the thing with the other thing or like do the sleight of hand, I would be like, do I have to do that part? 
Like, I don't want to do the actual magic. I don't want to do the actual magic. I just want to do the talking. You wanted around to be the director. Ma- yes. Yeah. You wanted yeah. to be the director of the magic duo or the host, right? Like, right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I'm I have like a lifelong love for Penn and Teller. Um, like yeah. it was yeah, the first great. Broadway show I ever saw when I was ten years old was Penn and Teller on Broadway, um, and I They're got picked out of the show. audience for that. That's and a great show. They were yeah. so great, and like yeah. I want to be the Penn Gillette. Like he actually can do magic, but he's also the lesser of the magician. Like he doesn't do as much sleight of hand. He does all the talking. And I'm like, yeah, that's, right. I could do that. He I, went to clown college. Yeah. I yeah, he's, love magic. Me too. Me too. I'm obsessed. Me too. I was a member of the magic castle. Can we go to yeah, the magic let's castle? Go. Let's go. I want to go. Always down. I, I just go. went, I hadn't been in years and I just, but I used to be a member when I lived in Laurel Canyon, I would go all the time. It's I so want to go. I, I really do. It. I love magic. All right, let's go. Have you guys heard my, my on a plane magic story? No. What? No. I sat next to David Blaine on a plane. <gasps> Did you really, though, or was he not actually there? <laughs> Good question. Good question. But I sat next to him on a plane. Didn't know who he was. Wasn't like, wasn't like a, this right. was a long time ago. And he didn't say a word to me the whole flight. And then right before we landed, I was sitting in the window. He was sitting in the aisle. He said, um, can I do a card trick for you? And I was like, this guy, (laughs) this guy, I've flown with Danielle. I know what it can be like. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was like, oh, God. Well, and I thought to myself, at least if he's going to be annoying, he waited until the very end of the flight. Right. That's fine. So I go, sure. And he pulls out a deck of cards and he shuffles them up and he fans them out and he asks me to pull a card and I pull a card and I look at it and I put it back in the deck. And then he takes the deck of cards and he shuffles them again. And then he throws them at my closed window Mm. on the plane. And the cards go everywhere. And I'm like, oh, it's a 52-card pickup joke. Like, what is this? So he's like, oh, oh, you know, he starts picking up the cards. And then he goes, "Um, is this your card? Is this your card? No, no. He goes, oh, well, why don't you lift up your window shade? And I lift up my window shade. And my card was between the plates of glass. (laughs) Between the plates of glass. I can see my card. I can knock on the glass. My card is behind it. And then there's another piece of glass behind that. It is between the plates of glass. And it's just stuck there forever? I don't know. I don't understand the trick. I was then like, well, this is a sorcerer. (laughs) (laughs) Magic, I will follow you everywhere. (laughs) exactly. This is an important question. Mm -hmm. Was your window open at all during the flight? I don't remember. I don't remember. Because if you were looking out the window and there was no card there and then you shut it and then it's between the things, he is in fact a sorcerer. I, I don't I don't remember I don't know I don't usually this must open be a David my window. Blaine trick he must have done this. It like, is no 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 well, he does because every time he, he does flies. he does the 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 flip the flipping one at bars is the big one he would do he would flip it at the bar and then the card is on the other side of the glass of the bar but it's right. like the other one he does he has the cool one he goes up to you in a bar and he asks you to pick a card and write your name on it yep and, and you slip it back into the deck you put it back in the deck and he does this. And then it's not in there and you're drinking a beer and you look down and it's wedged in the neck of the bottle of the beer you're drinking. You have to reach all the way in and pull it out. And there's your card with your name on it. I mean, it's the stuff is insane. I know. I have since that time 
become somewhat close to a couple magicians and have told the story and have been like, how is it? Is it possible? And they go, yeah, it's a it's, you know, it's possible. Well, yeah, it's 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 all set up before. Right. I mean, that's like why I'm asking. Cut. It's just a force cut. But well, yeah, they're they're at, you know, he's. Oh, it's just a force cut. Pick, right. Force sure. making, yeah, I think yeah, it's a term. It's, like, yeah, it's, he's forcing you, you to draw the card he correct. wants you to draw. Correct. Sure. And then he's already preset it somewhere in correct. the world. But I'm just curious how he gets it in between the panes of glass or on the other correct. side of the That's airplane. the correct that's, thing yeah, to be wondering right, about. Right. How that's I wondering. pull the card he wants me to pull again, is if not you decide cool to, If you all of a sudden open your window during the flight and you're like, why is there a seven of clubs in the, and you don't right. know who you're sitting next to, then it would be ruined. That's why it's so bizarre kind of how he did all that stuff. Is it bizarre? Oh, is hey, it there bizarre? it is. <laughs> Should we talk about this? No. <laughs> So inside baseball. I think we should. But I had no idea that apparently we say the word bizarre a lot. I don't think I do. I think it's you two. I do all the time. Well, that's bizarre. (laughs) I think it's you two. We've gotten a lot of emails that you guys say bizarre a lot. And is it, does it, do they really say it's Ryder and I? They specifically say it's not you? Because I, I know. know. You yeah, say I just it. noticed listening to the show when we edit. I'm like, oh, there I am saying that word again. Definitely. Well, we're, we're trying to take it out of our vocabulary. Okay. Vocabulary. Vocabulary. Right. There you vocabulary. go. Right. <laughs> Welcome to Pod Meets World. I'm Danielle Fischel. I'm Ryder Strong. And I'm Will Friedle. <laughs> the magical Will Friedle. The Friedel. magical Will Friedle. When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched-out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ioniq 5 is a tech Ford electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. 
Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. As a podcast focused on reliving memories from our past, I can tell you firsthand, as you get older, your memory just isn't as reliable as it used to be. Yeah, if we didn't have Will here, there would be a lot of dead air. (laughs) That is true, Robert. Well, guys, since I know you need a little help, you're going to love Legacy Box. It's the safest way to digitize your home videos and pictures, even when you think you don't have a way to watch them anymore. Oh, this is perfect, especially with Mother's Day right around the corner. It really is the perfect gift for the whole family, whether it's a sweet 16 or college graduation. First steps or performing a Backstreet Boys dance in between scenes on your childhood network sitcom. This is the way to reconnect with your history. The process is so easy. You just fill your legacy box with old VHS or camcorder tapes, pictures, negatives, film reels. I mean, they even work with over 15 different types of analog media, so they have you covered. Then you just send the box back and their team professionally digitizes everything by hand in the U.S. And you'll get it all back on the cloud or on a thumb drive along with your originals. I recently sent off my first box to Legacy Box and I got into my old storage unit and found about 40 tapes, all different media. And I was able to label each one and send it off. I cannot wait to see what these tapes hold. Jensen and I also recently got some of his home videos digitized and being able to hear his parents' voices again has been a real gift. So join over 1.5 million families that have trusted Legacy Box with their memories. Go to LegacyBox.com slash world to save 60% during their best Mother's Day sale ever. It's time to connect with your past and make sure those memories are preserved properly. That's LegacyBox.com slash world. Today's episode is very special to me. We often mention the unsung heroes of Boy Meets World, the names of people who don't get the type of credit given to the on-camera cast or upper-level creatives molding the script and the storylines. But still, without these people, the show would have never made it past the pilot. And if you ask anyone who's ever worked on a TV show that starred children... They will tell you just how important the legal guardians are. As we have detailed in the past, labor laws prevent child actors from working too many hours or under certain conditions. But most importantly, they require any minor to always be accompanied by an adult on set. The protective measures are not just union rules. They are important to make sure the child is comfortable and safe. And so these adults, commonly parents, would have their own culture on set, an environment they didn't technically work at but still couldn't leave. They were close to each other. They talked often, shared notes and gossip, and even hung out off set sometimes, all experiencing this very weird new life together, giving up their own personal lives and watching their babies grow up on a stage, living a very unique Hollywood experience. We know that Ryder eventually petitioned to become an adult himself and Will roamed the streets as freely as a teen like a young Robert De Niro and taxi driver. Chain smoking. Yeah, just living (laughs) the life. And he only had a couple years as a minor on Boy Meets World anyway. But I, well... I was always with my mom, Jennifer Fischel. Her name has frequently come up on Pod Meets World, whether as the keeper of the hair, the woman who produced full photo shoots of me with teen heartthrobs for my 16 magazine column, or the audition tutor who stayed up all night to help me land the role of Topanga. We were and still are incredibly close. And she knew these two guys very well. 
because these are my childhood friends and she is the mom. Even if we were on TV, that's a dynamic we all know as kids. And so we've gotten a ton of requests from listeners to hear from my legal guardian, and we figured it's finally time. So to tell us what it was like to raise a child actor on the set of Boy Meets World, in particular, me, welcome Jennifer Fischel to the podcast. Hi. Hello. Oh my God, it's so good to see you. It's so good to see you guys. This is going to be fun, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you think? I'm so glad you're willing to do this. I'm so oh, glad you're doing this. Of course. All these friendly, familiar faces. Uh, I'm here too. I know. <laughs> Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. I just I appreciate saw that. that. As I was waiting for my time to come up, I just saw that on the. Um, that Pod Meets World had posted that. So happy birthday. Thank you very much. I'm Writer. 47. I know. I can't oh believe that. Oh, my God. Well, you're still crazy? a baby compared to me. So. Well, that's very sweet. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to feel young, just, you know, hang out with old people. And <laughs> <laughs> that's the way to do it. Yesterday, nice. I told my mom, I had to, Jensen and I took the kids to the mall. And Adler had to go to the bathroom while we were in the mall. So I took him into the family lounge bathroom and we're sitting there and he's on the toilet and he looks over and there's a red dot on the wall, like an emergency button. And he goes, mom, what's that? What's that red dot? And I said, oh, it's an emergency button. And he said, well, wh why would you need that? And I said, well, in case somebody was in here and they fell or they needed help, you could push that button and help would come. And he said, well, why would they fall? And I said, I don't know, maybe they're significantly older and and not very stable. And he goes, like you, you're older. <laughs> and I went, no, yes. not yes. like me. I don't Just mean me. I mean much older like people. <laughs> so I tell my mom that. And she says, remember how when you were 12, all the adults on Boy Meets World were, we're old? She yeah. goes, your son sees you that way. And I was like, yeah. no. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. It's amazing. I, I mean, I used to think people my age were just so old. And, you know, it's like now that I'm that age, it's like, I, no, I, I don't. I don't feel that at all. Yeah, I, I'm not old. Yeah. So I'm going to allow Ryder and Will to ask the questions they want to ask. But also, okay. I like to, I'm, I, I guide these little interviews. So I'm going to start with a question for you. What okay. do you remember thinking when I told you that I wanted to act when I was like 10 years old? And I just decided, well, guess what? I want to do this. What do you remember thinking? What, were, what was your thought process? I mean, I remember thinking that it was just like when your kid says they want to take gymnastics or they want to play soccer or whatever. It's like, well, we'll, you know, I mean, at first I didn't really think much of it because I figured it was something that you just thought you wanted to do at the moment, but it mm -hmm. would pass. But then, you know, when I realized you were serious about wanting to do it, I really thought it was going to be one of those things you started and you didn't like and, and it would end up just, you know, going away. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, who knew? <laughs> well, we heard that you were the first one to essentially tell Danielle that she was not a gymnast. She took gymnastics. <laughs> exactly. so, you know, okay, I listen to these podcasts. I'm a little behind. I have a few to catch up on. But I listen to them. And there are so many times I just feel like, oh, no, I, I want to jump in. I want to correct that. Because... You know, that was a fact. It was like when she said she was a gymnast. Like, You're really not a gymnast. No one's arguing with you. This is my favorite thing about my mom. She'll go, you know, I want to 
to jump in and correct you. And then the way she corrects me, she goes, that's a fact. Yes, <laughs> it was a fact yeah, that well, you were just doing gymnastics. You were not was, a gymnast. I was I not think, a gymnast. I think when you're hearing things being said about you, like I think, okay, people don't know me. Like the one thing, can I just say one thing that yeah. haunts me is when you were talking about the time that we were in the car and you were singing like Celine, Celine Dion. Dion. <laughs> and I thought that makes me sound like the meanest mother ever. But because she didn't preface it by saying our family just had this this sarcastic sense of humor that is with true. each other. Right. So Mine I don't too. remember that. Yeah, I don't remember that. But yeah, that's probably something I absolutely <laughs> said. Again, not, not mean spirited, just right. right. Yeah, I don't so, think I think we all know that you are incredibly supportive as a yes. parent, and, and yeah, just yeah, Danielle's well, uh, the, every other every story has supported the idea that Jen Fischel is responsible for <laughs> this amazing person in so many ways. So uh, yeah, I think that that's that's clear. Okay, uh, I and, and so I think sure. you being honest with her about her singing was probably also a healthy side of the same coin. Totally. You know, <laughs> trust me, we've all yeah. been around kids whose parents have told them they're good at everything and they're just not. not. And those yeah. <laughs> children are insufferable. Yeah, so true. thank but you. We wouldn't have American Idol without it. That's absolutely <laughs> so. true. That, that's true. And I mean, I can't sing and I'm the first person to admit I absolutely nobody wants to hear me sing. But you know, that would have been a playful comment that I that I would have made. But when I heard it, I'm thinking, Okay, all these listeners don't have any idea like who I am or what I'm like. And they certainly didn't understand our family's sarcastic sense of humor yeah. with each other. So, okay. So when did I, I it change? I want to know, when did it actually change for you from the the hobby, the activity to like, oh gosh, this is, this is actually going to be a huge part of not only my daughter's life, but my life as well. Was it before Boy Meets World or was it? Boy Meets World, was it No, the it was Boy Meets World. It was. Yeah. It was that phone call that we got in the car that she's talked about um, that, I mean, not that I knew that that it was going to end up turning into like a, a regular character, but. Well, we, it hasn't yet. That's well, the problem. Is that, <laughs> We're season three and it still hasn't yet. You're still not on every episode in season no. three? Not even no. close no. at this it point. Wasn't no. I'm, before, yeah. I'm barely in the show. I'm barely yeah. in the show in season three. How have I forgotten so much? Because it Us seems too. like, yeah. I mean, Ryder I always knew. Ryder yeah. has said he always knew. He He's remembered that. He felt it. Yeah. He, it you was know, the transition knew. to Judy Savage. When you went to the Savage Agency and you got an actual contract with the show. I mean, it was all, it was like very nuts and bolts work stuff, you know? Like you yeah. were not a regular until fourth season. And that but was a big deal. I thought season three was when she was in every episode. Mm -mm. I thought it was two. I thought starting season two on, you were a huge part of the show. And so to, to get that, yeah, it's that. Oh, it's interesting. The, like I said, I'm, I'm behind. I have several episodes I need to catch up on. And I don't always watch the episode while I'm, you know, before I listen to the podcast. But I remember most of the episodes. And I thought season three, you were in every one. No. Finally. No. No, wow. But so what was it about Boy Meets World that made you feel like this well, when, is a life-changing thing? When we got that call, it was... It was life changing partially because we knew that was kind of intended to be um, a, at least a recurring role, not mm -hmm. not a series regular. Um, but then, of course, when you did become a series regular, that that was like a whole new thing. And then it was just, of course, you know, wondering at the end of every season, as you guys well remember, not knowing if you guys are going to be picked up or not. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, I don't know, because I felt like I remembered every last detail of that whole thing. But I realized how much I've forgotten listening to you guys talk about it. Yeah, I I have forgotten a lot. It's funny because I remember leaving my first commercial audition and walking out and my mom being so nervous for me. Like that was the first time she had ever sent me into an audition room. She had no idea really what was gone, you know, what went on in there. Not that it was a, a problem, but just like, oh, what happened? And I yeah, came out and she control. was like, you don't yeah, have, you, yeah, yeah, you just send your just kid into yeah. a space. And now they have this, this experience that you're not a part of. Yeah. And I remember walking out and her being like, so how was yeah. it? Tell me. <laughs> yeah. And just right away, I was just very like, yeah, well, I got it. And I remember just seeing in her face, oh, I have failed this child. Like, this yeah. is going to be bad because where did you get this false confidence? Yeah. We did not prepare you enough for this. You're not going to get this. Like, Danielle, you get far more no's than you're going to get yeses. And her, like, a, lo a large part of the drive home was her saying, well, did, you know, did they tell you that? No, they didn't tell me that. Okay, then why do you think that? Well, just felt really good i did a good job and just i got it i nailed it i just I know. I know. Yeah. I know. yeah and her being like okay all right and then later that night getting a call back and her being like okay well guess it's what call back. you got a call she's back but it's, she's reading the room but it's yeah. just a call back it's still right. not getting it and then going back to that same exact audition place walking in walking out of the room seeing my mom's same face how did it go and me saying yeah i got it i got it <laughs> did they tell you that now no, they didn't tell me that now. They just, and her being like, oh, okay, well, no. And then I booked it. And, yeah. and, and her being like, okay. That's really remarkable. So you actually didn't have that much rejection as no, a job. Actor. Because like, that a first commercial audition I had that I booked, then after I did that commercial, I ended up doing multiple commercials for the same people without having to audition anymore. It was like <laughs> Mattel. I just became. No, you still had to audition. Wow. Oh, did I? Yeah, you did. You still had to audition. But of course, once you got in with Mattel, it was right. easier to, you know, right. book. we loved it when you got a Mattel audition. You were one of the Mattel girls. I was you a Mattel girl. You were in the Mattel girl And club. just walking around yeah. going like, wow, this child actor thing is super easy. Yeah, yeah. Like, why doesn't everybody do this? And that was my fear is that right. I didn't want her going into it. Like, I didn't want her to feel beta. I mean, she was 10, you know, I didn't right, want her right. feeling like, um, you know, being rejected for a part was you know like i don't want you feeling bad about yourself it's not that you did anything right. wrong it's just that there are a lot of kids out there that are really yeah. great at, at yeah. what they do so yeah i kind of felt like oh boy this is giving her kind of a false sense of security but i mean i think really what it boiled down to was the whole industry terrified me yep. you yeah. know on sure. so many different levels and then at some point you know when it kind of evolved into more like okay this is what she's going to be doing um it was it really was just kind of like, wow, what did, you, what did we get into? <laughs> because, yeah, right. You know, and there was always a fear of having to kind of stay ahead of things as a parent because I was very fearful. And, um, you know, I was a very protective parent. That's just my parenting style. I was very protective. And so there was this fear that if you don't stay ahead of it, once right. once it goes sideways, you've lost control then, right. you, you know, and, and we've all seen it with a lot of people that kind of yeah. got eaten alive by the industry. So 
Yeah, it started out as something that we were just going to let her try. Let's see how this goes. And she'll probably do it for a while and get bored with it to all of a sudden like, oh, is this really what? Yeah. Do we really want this? Did you, feel, I mean, did you feel alone in, in those moments? Or did you know, like, did you have allies? Like, who were the people that you could trust to be like, am I doing the right thing by my daughter? Or did you feel completely isolated? Um. I didn't really have any friends or anything that had kids that were in the industry. So, I mean, mm. Ryder, your mom was right. just a huge confidant. I mean, and she, you know, we would talk so much, not only about the business, but, you know, of course, even just you guys as teenagers, we are raising teenagers, with it, which is a challenge in itself. So, right. um, you know, and then also Lee's mom, you know, that first right. yeah. season yeah. with, sure. you know, kind of the touch and go with the whole Topanga thing. Um, you know, the other moms were huge supports. Yeah, yeah. I, I was going to ask how auditioning affected her career as a gymnast, but I think <laughs> what I'd really, it really rather derailed. Have, it really <laughs> derailed. Otherwise, would have been what yeah. would have been pretty amazing. What I really am interested though is, do you remember the first call for Fish Girl for Boy Meets World? I mean, before it was even the possibility Topanga. of Topanga. I mean, this was probably just another random audition. Yeah, right? it was. And no, I don't remember really like going to that audition. It was just another audition. But then you're also driving from Orange County at this point, right? So you're in a, just a regular audition is what, an hour and a half in the car each way? Yeah. Well, let's see. When she was on Boy Meets World, Danielle, were we already in Calabasas at that time? I think we had moved to Calabasas right before Boy yeah. Meets World. It was right before Boy. Yeah. It was yeah. So we, but even still from Calabasas is it no small feat either. Yeah. yeah, a little bit better than Orange County, but yeah. Not did any, did moving closer have anything to do with Daniel's career? No. No, no. it wasn't a no, factor my, at all. My dad, my dad got a job in Arlita, and Arlita is very far from Orange County and is also very far from where we moved to Calabasas. But it was kind of like um, they they literally just picked a neighborhood based on where good schools were. Calabasas yeah, has like sure. blue ribbon schools. Yeah, yeah. Great schools. And it was close enough to Arlita that my dad's commute was only going to be like 30 minutes a day or 40 minutes a day rather than two hours from Orange County. So right. it, it just and it just also then just so happened like and we'll be closer for auditions. Mm. But, you yeah. know, one of my favorite things thinking now, of course, that I have kids and you think about all the things parents sacrifice for their children. But like when I said I wanted to be an actor, no one in our family had been an actor. No. We had no idea. The internet didn't exist. Right. How you actually even try to become an actor is not, wasn't like readily available. My mom went to the bookstore and bought a book on like, so your kid wants to be an actor. Yeah. Basically, like you want to be an actor for dummies. Yeah. And then she read that and they said, if you want to do this, what you have to do is you have to take pictures of your yep. kid on a camera, a regular camera, film yep. camera, print them out, write how so old funny. they we are. We read a book too. My parents had a book too. It was, yeah. My it dad was got a yellow profile. pages. It was a profile of the kid who I think was in like the Stuart Little movie, like the old oh. Stuart Little movie. Like, or no, uh, God, it wasn't Stuart Little. It was another, it was like Ralph the race car mouse or something. I don't know. He had been in like one movie and, but they had a picture book, like literally followed him around through his career that explained how to be an actor. And like my mom got this at the library and we all read it as a family. And it was like, this is what you do. You have to have an agent. Yeah. You take acting classes. You go. Yes. To, and it was like, you get a headshot. Cause we didn't know what to do. Like none of, yeah. yes. none of that information was available. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. she read a book and then That's was just so like, cool. all right, let's do it. So she took her. She, she oh took the God. photos yeah. of me, 
wrote my name, my age, the color of my eyes, my hair color, like what would go on a headshot photo, a description. And then there in the book was a list of agents, a ton of agents. And we picked, how many did we pick? I don't know, maybe maybe 10. I'm thinking we sent maybe 10. And I think we heard back from maybe six or seven. Yeah, so she sent those out. Good photos. And by the way, how would we... even pick them just like ah eeny meeny miny mo the pictures no the the agents oh, the agents um yeah i think so pretty <laughs> much like, huh, these guys these <laughs> i don't know again i don't really remember that clearly but how yeah. else would we have done it yeah, i know what else are you gonna do what yeah. else do you do you just go all right i like you the name of that address, one you mail it in that's yeah. all yeah. so she got. mailed a group of pictures we heard back from six or seven of them did we meet with all of them that no i think knew? we met with three and i don't even remember okay. who they were I that's a big uh, that's a big my parents thing that I still to this day do when you're getting quotes or estimates you <laughs> pick three and yeah. you, you get yeah. and then you go with the middle one yeah if someone's way yeah you go with the middle the middle is probably you know safe you're safe there interesting. <laughs> pretty much that's my standard idea. philosophy when yeah. you're getting quotes on things yeah right. go don't go with I'm, the most still expensive do or the cheapest or the yeah. cheapest right yeah. yeah that's the other thing but when you think about it that is an interesting thing about boy meets world because you obviously had ben savage who was part of the savage family so they well knew what they were mm-hmm. doing they knew the industry they had it clocked but then there were the rest of us who but yeah, yeah my dad bought had a friend in new york city who sent him yellow pages and we went through the yellow pages after taking pictures in the back of his office and just mailed them to random managers in new york city i mean we wow. so when you didn't know what you were doing it's just that's all so you terrifying did. to me I as know, a parent right? like there's yeah. nothing because it's one thing to do that for your own career right which takes a certain amount of courage to just be mm-hmm. like i'm i want to do this but when you're doing that on the on behalf of your child it just seems so fraught like exactly yeah. what you were saying. Like yeah. I would just be so scared that I'm going to hurt my kid in some irreparable yeah. way that, yeah. you know, that they're never going to be able to recover from this rejection or whatever the industry is going to, you know, chew right. Them up or I'm so glad to hear you having like fearful thoughts yeah. as, as a parent, now that you're a parent, because I used to always feel like you had such strong opinions about my parenting stuff. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Really? Yeah. Really? Are you yeah. serious? Oh, yes. no. Because, oh, please. Oh, please tell us how well, you remember I, this. Like I say, I was such a, a protective parent. I mean, and I, I was not one of these parents that just felt like, you know, let kids make their own mistakes. No, no, no. Oh, I that was my to, mom. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, and, and it worked great for you. Right. You know, I mean, your parents' parenting style was completely different than mine. Worked great. You and Shiloh right. are awesome. Um, but me being the fearful control freak that I am, that was just the polar opposite. So I always felt you know, Danielle and I would have an argument about something and I could always tell when she talked to writer because then Danielle would come back with her with her opinions. I'm my own person and I should have a right to (laughs) go be gay and you're being incredibly superficial and holding me back. And I always remember one time Danielle and I, I don't remember what it was about. We had a big argument about something and you know, then she came back and she had her, you know, whole new set of opinions that I'd never heard her have before. <laughs> and then we were passing you in the, this was when you guys were at um, Radford and, you know, like the outside, like balcony hallway yep. type of things. And we were passing and Ryder, I swore you gave me a dirty look. <laughs> I'm sure I did. I'm sure I was so self-righteous. Yeah, I'm I sure I was like, I'm thinking, 
Did you're stifling your daughter and not letting her be her own self. And you're, she's not going to be a great artist unless you let her free. Yeah, I'm sure I was a total, oh my God, I'm so sorry. No, no, I'm no, so no. sorry. Don't be sorry. It was just, I mean, it was great because I always saw you as being like a 40-year-old man and a you know 16-year-old body and, and you, you had oh. your belief system and it was like, great. So I have like a... 14-year-old and a 16-year-old who disapprove of my parents. <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh, yeah. God. Well, that makes you to feel better. I highly disapproved of my mom's parenting too. So, and she felt it. Trust me. She felt that all the and time. She so. couldn't have been more free or I like- think, I think I just disapproved of parents. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Just anybody who had any authority. Yeah. You were, you were an adult. Yeah, oh, exactly. God. Yeah. You wanted to raise yourself. Yes. When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ioniq 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched-out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ioniq 5 is a tech-forward electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, Jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Summer is steadily approaching, and you know what that means. Wearing a shirt at the beach so I don't look like a sad radish for the entire vacation? Okay, maybe. Being thirsty? Yes, Ryder, you got it. It is time to go outside and bask in the glory that is sunshine with barbecues and hikes and trips to exotic locations. With your shirt on? Yes, with your shirt on. 
It is time to jump into a camper van with your son and your wife and torture everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with all these summer activities, it's so important that you stay hydrated. And we're here to tell you all about Liquid IV. It has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. You just rip open a packet and pour it into your water and bam, you're hydrating with electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. But most importantly, it tastes good. It's so easy and perfect after a workout, which I do to replenish after a nice long run. And you can travel with Liquid IV right there in your pocket. Add it to a water on a flight or after a big night when you need just a little assistance to get up in the morning. Tear, pour, live more. One stick plus 16 ounces of water hydrates better than water alone. And with sugar-free flavors like white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime, you can't miss. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code WORLD at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code WORLD at liquidiv.com. One of the things I have to ask that's very important. So obviously, we've Daniel's told us uh, the whole story about, you know, getting the part going from Fish Girl to Topanga. Yeah. Um, and then everything that entailed that first week, how tough. How tough was that week on you? Oh you know how tough God. it was on Danielle, but how tough was seeing what she was going through on you that week? Um, I think as a parent, in some ways, I mean, I'm sure Danielle would disagree with the, with me. But I mean, as a parent, I kind of wonder if in some ways it was harder because, you know, you have that mama bear come out. Yes, you don't want sure. anybody or anything hurting your child. And to see her under that much pressure, I think that's when I started questioning, like, what have we done? Like, is this yeah. even what I want for her? Um, and th- that run through was the most nerve wracking run through ever. And then Michael yes. called us down afterwards. We were sitting at the kitchen, the set kitchen table, and he was going over no, this was before before that run through where he was going over everything that he wanted to see from her. And we were both listening to it and we were both working on it. And um, oh, my God, that was stressful. I remember you and and me and Michael sitting in that kitchen set at that table going over those those notes. And then we had. Yeah. And then we had that night and we stayed up. Literally, you stayed up with me all night. I mean, Three or four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it was funny because I'm listening to Michael's notes and knowing these notes are, this is, these are extremely important notes. And then we're working on it and I'm coaching you. I'm like, what do I know? I've I've never been an actor in my life. I don't know how to coach somebody for it, but just based on what he was saying. And I knew the most difficult thing for you, especially when you were nervous, was going to be slowing down down. the way he wanted you to slow down. Yep. So, and it felt very unnatural. I thought, I thought it sounded really unnatural. Like who talks that slow? Yeah. Well, and cause you talk fast too. So yeah. I, you know, you're helping me do something that was hard for both of us to do. Right. I just you, knew if I kept saying slower. <laughs> yeah. Slower. 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 <laughs> no matter what. Exactly. Yeah. I was yeah. doing my coaching job. I just slower, slower. Yeah. Slower, slower. And I do remember it being a big help that you had been there for all those notes, because obviously when you are the person getting all the notes and it's hard to take them in, you're you're especially when you're 12. Yeah, your brain is absorbing the place. Come on. Of course not. You're just trying to please whoever's sitting in front of you. And it was like you guys have said before, like, you know, page by page of page one, line one. (laughs) Exactly. 
Yeah. Page one, line two. I had notes for every single one of them. And she, you know, wrote them down and had them there for me. And then we stayed up until three or four o'clock in the morning and then went to sleep for a couple hours. Um, You know, I probably had to be on set at seven or seven thirty for school. School. I'm trying to remember the timeline of that. Was that on Friday? And then we know Friday was when I got the part. Then on Monday, we would have had our first run through. And so I had just that night. So we did have to be up early the next morning. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, that was that was extremely, I would say, equally as stressful for me as it was for Danielle. Yeah, I could not more. 100 percent being a parent. It was more stressful for you. As stressful as it was for me, it was more stressful for you. Yeah. Was there ever a moment of we're not doing this? Was there ever a moment of watching, you know, with the notes and everything being like this, this, we're not, we're not, I'm not putting my daughter through this. Was, did that not ever For come? that, that particular time? Yeah. You made, I mean, was no. there ever an idea that you were like, we're, we're, we're ending this. We can, I'm sorry. I'm not going to, I'm not, this is too intense. No, I don't think any of us in our family are quitters. I think, you know, at that point in time, it's, it's, you know, literally, I just wanted her to survive the next run through. Right. And it was kind of like a. I don't think I really thought beyond get through this run through and, right. you know, make sure you give him what he wants to see. And then we'll deal with whatever happens. You're either going to still be on the show or you're not. We'll deal with it then. But I don't think either one of us ever entertained. Let's not do this. No. But and did I, that I mean, moment come later in life, like later in the career where you were like, maybe this Maybe, Danielle, we should not be doing this anymore. Or The only thing that would even come close to that what would be, and Danielle would remember this vividly, is that, and poor Danielle, because she was my first child. I was protective. And like when I became a mother, it was like, don't screw this up. Don't screw this up. Don't screw yeah. this up. So um, I would always, anytime, you know, and she was 12 when she started the show, which is like right around the time you guys get into your icky teenage years and you start rebelling a little bit and stuff like that. So whenever I saw some of that coming from her, I didn't just think, oh, yeah, she's a teenager. All right. I thought it was Hollywood. She's a Hollywood. She's turning into a Hollywood. Right. Brat. Can't let that right. happen. Can't let that happen. So she was threatened all the time that the day this isn't good for you anymore. And I, I meant getting into the wrong things, hanging around with the wrong people, um, you know, becoming, yeah, like, you know, too full of yourself or or whatever, not just the stress of, you know, like with her becoming Topanga, but like the more serious things I always threatened. It means nothing to me. We're doing this for you because this is what you want. So if, if ever I see that it's not good for you anymore, we'll pull the plug. Had I ever even remotely expressed to my mom, I didn't want to do this anymore. I would not have been doing it anymore. I was the opposite. I was, don't lose this for me. Every negotiation Mm -hmm. was, I'm willing to do it for free. Literally, every negotiation (laughs) was, please, whatever you do, just don't, you know, I, and I bought into hearing, um, you know, people in power on the show say like, oh, Danielle, you know, if if you don't, your agent's asking for too much, they're not going to give it to you. You know, you could just get off the show. The minute I would hear that, I'd go right back to my dad who was working with Judy Savage or whatever my agent, Mm -hmm. whoever my agent was before that and be like, don't. Dare lose, lose this for job. me, please. Yeah. I will do it for Which free. Which is why they would 
would tell you that, which is exactly why they tell you that because you exactly. know you would they would you would run to your parents going, no, you're making this too hard. You're making this too hard. It's, it's they told me I could be fired. Yeah. yeah. And so, if anything, it was the opposite, where my mom did use it as, like, a threat for, you know, if I was like, I'm tired, I don't want to do my chores, I'm, I've been working all week. My mom was like, yeah, you know what, you're probably right. Having right. a full-time job and going to school is probably too much for you. I guess that means well, you're not going to have, well, we just yeah. won't do this, because yeah. I don't want to do it. Do you think yeah. I want to be the one driving you every single day to a set, sitting there? Like, do you think yeah. I want to do this? What am I getting out of this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched-out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ionic 5 is a tech-forward electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai. It's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all jewelry that makes you look like the gem or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly when it comes to style and luxury ebay gets it they're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts not just any experts specialized experts real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience so when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee shop with confidence every inch stitch sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection that's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves, and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. Who came up with the idea for the hair? 
Oh, that was Michael. Trust me. It I was did not want to okay. be braiding her hair. Yeah, that was his suggestion. And um, <laughs> that's how that started. It's so funny. Jennifer, I have a suggestion for you. Have you thought about spending two and a half hours <laughs> every night before a tape night braiding Danielle's oh, yeah, hair into tiny, not, tiny little braids? Not my idea. It, it took forever braiding her hair. And it's so funny because, again, I, th- I think I have such clear memories back then but then Danielle and I as we were watching like the first season it was like yeah that definitely was not braids that was crimped or that was curled or whatever I felt like I had been braiding her hair forever for <laughs> years, years. <laughs> oh seven seasons yeah. oh my that's what it felt like yeah and when when Michael finally gave in and and like allowed it to be I think first crimped and then uh-huh. maybe curled I I was so happy. It was like, oh, thank I remember God. my mom saying to me and thinking, ooh, look at her. Like, I, I can't wait to see how this goes. When she was just like, listen, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to tell them that I'm either not going to do this anymore or they're going to have to pay me. Because I'll talk. <laughs> yeah. And you, all you really wanted was just to not have to do it anymore. But she was yeah. like, she, you know, it was like as if this wasn't already enough of a strain on the whole family that like, you know, my dad was working full time. Now I have a full time job. My mom also has another child. She has my brother who's four years younger than me. So she has an eight year old and a 12 year old. And now on at least every Tuesday and then possibly Wednesday night then too. How did we how did we have the crimped hair? Did we, we did, did I have, have to rewash to it? it? Yeah, because once you oh. slept on it, it was just frizz. It wasn't like, you know, yeah, no, we had to do it both nights. Oh, and man. so now I have to, washing that lot. long hair took a long time. Then I have to blow dry that long hair, which also took a long time, only to about 95% dry. And then the minimum of how long would you say it took to braid my hair? Oh, my God. I'm going to say two hours just yeah. braiding oh. it because it was a bunch of tiny. You saw how crimpy tiny. that was. That was tiny braids. Yeah, so oh trust gosh. me, Will, I would have never suggested Oh, that. man. Wow. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I want to get into something that I think is going to be pretty important at some point, Ooh. which is young Danielle's teen bopper dating. <laughs> oh, my God. Because oh as we've seen, uh, basically all you have to do she is open a, a Tiger Beat magazine calendar, <laughs> exactly. and she dated every much. single one of them. Except you, writer, who she had a crush on. I had a crush on. She tried. Who she had a crush on. He would have never dated me. He didn't approve yeah. of my mom. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, forget it. I can't. The way you were she was really just held back. You the know? way you were raised is just not right. <laughs> Can you, exactly. did you, were you all for the Jonathan Taylor Thomases? And I the... loved Jonathan. Yeah. Okay. I did. I, These were all good guys, by the way. Like, literally yeah. everybody, like, Andrew Keegan was a good guy. Yeah. Uh, Matt Lawrence obviously was a great, like, I feel yeah. like all yeah. these people that she's, that she dated were really good They were people. all, yeah, they were all really good guys. They were, so I what did you say... think when she brought home Lance? Um... I loved Lance too. Sure, of course, loved great him. guy. So safe. I would give anything for him to so have safe. not been gay at the time. <laughs> I, I loved him. You know, you they knew. were all. Did you so... have an inkling? Did you have an inkling? I did. Yeah, Danielle. I, I said that to her. I because yeah. I said, you know, I just said, you know, I'm just going to throw this out there. But do you think there's any possibility that maybe he's gay? And she's like, yeah, no. No, <laughs> no. it's definitely not that. I, it's, I it's, can it's, read a just, person, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> He's just religious. It's just Jesus. Yeah. 
Yeah. But no, I mean, I loved all of them. They, they all had spent a lot of time at our house hanging out and um, I got to know them on a very, you know, personal level. And, and they were all very, very polite and sweet and good to Danielle. And, Revolving so doors, kind of, beautiful I young man just coming in to Danielle's life to ask, who what? was your favorite? Who was know, the, who was the, the teeny bopper or tiger beat one that got away for Danielle? Um, I would have to say that would be a toss up between Lance and Jonathan. Yeah, I was okay. going to say you would say Jonathan because Lance oh, yeah. I didn't have a chance with. <laughs> Lance, right. well, no, but I really liked Lance yeah. a lot too. He yeah. was like. And I, I knew Lance was was different in such a good way. Like, you know, his Southern upbringing, sure. he was so polite and just so, you know, respectful of, of everything. And I had um, met his mom on the phone prior to him coming when, you know, he actually stayed at our house, you know, in the downstairs mm-hmm. room. And I wasn't, uh, you know, I, I almost didn't even let that happen. And then I actually talked to a friend of mine and she's like, you know, he's in hotels all the time. And, you know, like, what's wrong with it if he's, you know, so it's like, okay. And so I told Danielle, okay, we're going to allow that, but these are the rules. And then I was still uneasy about it to a certain extent. And once I met him, it was like, no, he, he right. will completely respect the rules. Right. So, um, okay. yeah, but no, I adored, I adored Jonathan. He was just, so he spent a lot of time. A lot of house. time at our house. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was, all, I was, you know, super close to my family. Like we, my idea of fun involved friends coming over. It didn't involve like friends and then leaving my family's house. It was like having my friends come over and, and just whatever we wanted to do, whether that was watching TV or messing around. I mean, we used to swim a lot. Like I don't really even know what we did, but it was just, we spent a lot of time with my family. And so, I mean, Jonathan was a staple in our house. Like Jonathan was at our house all the time. Um, and Jonathan was, Jonathan was too sweet for me. Jonathan was, he, Jonathan, he really was. He really was. Yeah. No, Jonathan, yeah. Jonathan was too good for me. Let's put it that way. Okay. You still, even at that age, like the touch of the bad boy. Yeah. I, I needed a little touch of a bad boy. Also, Jonathan was so mature for his age. Like he, he was, really yeah. wanted um, a, like I still to this day, as you guys know, love a chain restaurant. I just wanted to go sit in a Red Robin and sit cross-legged in a booth and order French fries and chicken fingers. And Jonathan's idea of going on a date with me was like, I've made reservations at 7 p.m. I'm going to be wearing a suit, put on a dress. I'm going to come and wow. have a car yeah. pick you up. And I was like, is this supposed to be fun? Like I, I know, just I used to say to her, "Do you have any idea?" How <laughs> she used to you say, "She used to say to someday you're going like to that. want this." And I was like, "I just want chicken fingers." So <laughs> yeah, Jonathan, Jonathan, you're what? Four, 13, 14? Yeah, How old were you guys 12, when you dated? 12, 13, 12 or 13, 14. Okay, off and on. Well, and no, because yeah, fifteen for sure. Because I remember you guys were getting your permits. And Jonathan yeah. drove my car one time. We were driving down Moreau and he was going so slow and people <laughs> were getting so mad behind her honking their horn and passing us, you know, it was so funny. I remember Jonathan saying he wanted us to get matching minivans. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Talk about a safe guy. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, <laughs> mother, you can see why I'm like, you yes, like, this yes. guy's perfect. Yes, yes please. Perfect. <laughs> oh, oh that's my gosh. So, yeah. so we recently talked about celebrity sightings, specifically because I mentioned Herc Jason and how you yeah. were also very active on the message boards. Yeah. Um, what was it like reading criticisms of my of me or of the show or anything online? Did you ever take it personally or or respond? Um, I never liked reading anything negative. I mean, mm-hmm. I it's again, it's that mama bear kind of thing. And then of course, especially because she was linked and photographed with some of these popular boys, she would get some hate mail from oh, girls yeah. that oh, was gee, absolutely course. vicious. And People would send me pictures of me and Jonathan, but where my eyes were gouged out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's serial killer stuff. Wow. That is, yeah, that wow. is not. That's not a vicious letter. That is, there's an embarrassing yeah. press conference in that person's future. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, yikes. pretty bad. So no, that was. I mean, I don't remember a lot of like negative stuff on message boards on the celebrity sightings because people were there because they were fans of yours or right. you know, wh- whoever's. Um, but it was more the the fan mail that sometimes it would be. You'd get some that were just so nice and sweet, but it would be the two or three that were just vicious that would stand out. You know? Of course, that's always the way it is. You always it's just the negative comment. It's not the fifteen hundred positive comments that that do yeah. anything. So yeah, that's normal. Yeah. So yeah, that I didn't. I never liked that. But oh well, they just didn't get a signed picture. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sending you a signed headshot. So we uh, we ask most of our guests. I'm taking over, by the way, Danielle. You're, you're too it. close. You're too close to this interview. Um, <laughs> uh, we, we ask most of our guests when they come on. What were your first impressions of the rest of us? I was I'm just going to ask. Yeah, I adored all of you. Uh, Will my you know my memories of you are all very consistent. Not any one specific conversation or, or memory, but. You always were in a good mood. You always had a smile on your face. You were always very, very friendly and saying hello to everybody and, you know, and all of that. That I mean, that's that, that's my impression of you. Writer, I was a little afraid of you. Always in a bad mood. <laughs> always in a bad mood. Rarely <laughs> saying hello to anyone. Criticizing my parenting. Maybe crying. Maybe in a corner crying. <laughs> No, no, Ryder, I just always thought you, like I say, you were so much more mature than your years. Like, you literally, you were, you like were intimidated by Ryder. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit, just because I did feel without him ever having a conversation with me about him not approving of my parenting, so I couldn't defend myself. So I always felt like, I always just kind of felt like, yeah, he hates me. Pretty sure. Wow! I didn't I have such only positive <laughs> memories? That's I don't remember that, but I, I judged all the adults. I definitely did judge all the adults. Yeah, like, sure. Pretty much across the board, I was that guy. I was that teenager. <laughs> well, you know, oh, you were God. more serious too. So I mean, maybe sometimes like your seriousness, maybe I interpreted because I knew every argument I had with Danielle went right to you. So right. maybe <laughs> some of it I interpreted as being directed towards me, but maybe it was just, you know, you were you were just very more serious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she also, also, as you can tell by the fact that she had to come on the podcast and immediately clear up those misunderstandings <laughs> where what she said was actually, those are all true. She also no, doesn't true. like not being able to have her side of the story told. Sure. And so yeah. she knew we would get into an argument and I'd go immediately to my best friend writer strong and tell her everything from my pov and she'd be like oh what is she even saying i what is this is oh, such well, a skewed POV. Writer, i will say this i guarantee you you didn't get the full picture oh yeah oh yeah i know <laughs> you definitely I, got danielle's 
perspective. <laughs> right. I guarantee right. you she didn't share mine. So <laughs> no, okay, I definitely wait. with among my friends, like in every friend I had in my life, it was always us against our parents. Like that was a dynamic that really I operated from within. Yes, dude. I, I that never saw that, that with you. You were so I, close to your parents. At least that's how I saw it. That I never noticed that. I yes, I actually you know eventually, but my, my mom and I struggled from. Really? 14 through 16. It was awful. And I'm sure Jennifer can remember. Like when I was driving my permit and Danielle was probably in the car for some of that, it was yeah. awful. And like, I needed to get my own apartment. Like I needed to get out on my own. Like, but, but I, when I think about it now, like with a lot of my friends, that was a big part of our dynamic was like, you know, your, our parents are, or their parents were always, they would come to me to complain about their parents. And I'd be like, yeah, they don't get us. They yeah. don't understand us. <laughs> They're so awesome. And, and we don't need them. Like yeah, we can and, just and be grown ups right now. We are going through something no other teenager has ever gone yeah. through. In the history ever. of the world, have teenagers been in love like me? Right. Uh, felt as uh, you know, capable <laughs> of everything. I'm the I first person to ever feel this. Like the first fact that I can get my this. license before the age of sixteen was unfair. Right. <laughs> that, that is like that. It was like we. Sh I can't wait to change the laws now. Yeah. Oh my god, people, sh kids should not drive until they're twenty five. Yeah, There's exactly. no doubt in my mind. Like oh. nobody should drive until yeah. they're twenty five years old. But yeah, no. Back then, I yeah. love oh. that now though. You you see things from more from you know Ooh. a parent's perspective, but you can still also you'll be able to as Indy gets older, you'll also be able to understand you know his perspective of things because I, I do so. feel like yeah. with with my kids. I do feel like I tried to always stay one step ahead of them as yes. far as like avoiding them getting into too much trouble. But a lot of that also came back to, I remember what it's like to be your age, sure. you know? So, you know, I'm not stupid. Like I, you know, I, I know how to get around things. And so I would always look <laughs> at it like I'm going to beat them to it. I already, but you know, when I was that age, this is what I would have done. So. I told you guys my this one. It's, I don't know why call. the you, phone the, call. Oh, such a absolutely great genius. When my mom would ground us. Brilliant. She'd leave the house. She'd go, I'm not grounded. You're grounded. So I'm leaving. I've got stuff to do. But part of your grounding is that you're not supposed to be on the phone. So I've oh, yeah. called a number that you don't know. And when clever? I come home, so, so clever. Great. And when I come Brilliant. home, I'm going to make sure. And then I'd hit redial to see if I could. I'm going to. What is this number? And it would be. Hello, the current time. At the tone, yeah, the time. Time. Specific standard time would yeah, be. Yes. be. Yeah. And I'd be like, what is this? There's a number you can call for time. And I never I, I, one, two, I didn't know what it was. And we didn't have the Internet to Google it. I had no Brilliant. idea what it was. So yeah. I, she would be like, oh, adios, I'm out. And she'd get <sighs> to go do whatever she needed to do. And I'd just be stuck inside the house. <laughs> She's too smart. But you know what? You weren't grounded a lot. Like, no. I, I kind of saved that for the big things. I yeah. can really only remember two times you were really grounded other than maybe when you were younger and it would be yeah. like, okay, go to your room, a little so you kid. Can calm down kind of thing. But, um, I only remember you being grounded twice. And both well, I wanted to, to, ask, you, to, I wanted to ask you about that. So <laughs> yeah. Disneyland, Disneyland, Disneyland. your perspective, yeah. your you perspective, right <laughs> you're sitting at home. It's now 10, 10 30. Are we talking about the Disneyland night, story? And oh. she has not come back from Disneyland yet. With that good Mormon boy. With that good Mormon boy. Oh. What is going through your mind at this point? A complete fluctuation between so angry and so scared. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I just, I mean, I felt like she, we had a deal, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I felt like, and right before she left that morning, because she was going to Disneyland straight from school, she wasn't even coming home first. So I said to her before she was leaving, now remember, we have a deal. 
you will be home at midnight. Because I think Disneyland was open until midnight. Yeah. yeah. And I told her, don't stay until it closes and then come home. You're home at midnight. And that's the agreement we have. If you're going to be allowed to go, that's our agreement. She's like, oh, yeah, no, I love you. I love you. Thank you for talking to dad until four o'clock oh. in the morning. And she leaves. And then. And I, again, Jeff, I loved him. He was such a nice, nice kid. Had spent time at our house. I had lots of conversations with him. She was so love struck. She would come home from school and she'd say, oh, look at this note that Jeff wrote me. And you know, I mean, I just really liked him. And I thought, okay, he's older than her, but I trust him more than I would trust most 15 year olds. Right. So I'm, I'm making this decision based on the person, not based on you know, his age, she could have been with a lot worse who was, you know, more her age. Um, and so when the clock was ticking and it got to be after midnight, I'm thinking, okay, there's no way, there's no way that she did not understand our deal. And I'm paging her. That was in the days of paging. And she's not replying. So then I'm thinking, how well do I really know this guy? I mean, maybe she's dead in a ditch somewhere. Maybe, yeah. you know, maybe he, she's been raped. Maybe they got in a really bad accident, you know, but I'm still thinking, I just can't believe she would betray me like this. Oh. So when she walked in the door, I literally, it was like relief. And then I wanted to kill her. I mean, she right. did. She literally, it's, it I'm truly so is that alive. thing. Cause now yeah. I'm going to kill you. And yeah. she did That's say exactly it. And I, I said. that is exactly what she said. She said, and I could see if if her eyes could have been lasers, I would have been lasered in a thousand pieces. She said, I am so happy that you are alive. And now I am going to kill you. <laughs> and then my dad opened the door from above the stairs and from the dark said, is she just now getting home? And I, she's locking eyes with me as she turns and looks up at him and goes, yes. And I was, that's it. Yeah, I was dead mate. I was no, never, I was, like, I was not going to see another day. At wow. that point in time, it was completely, it was personal. It was, this yeah. was personal between Danielle and I. So when yeah. her dad is up there and he's furious, it's like, oh no, no, don't you dare. Don't you. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is my mine. Turn. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I've got this. I will wow. bury her. Thank you very much. Wow. Yeah. And then that was the only time I took everything out of your room. She had driving class the next day. She'd get up early to go to her driving class. And when she got up, I took her TV out. I took her phone Stereo. out. Stereo. Everything was out. And I said, all you're allowed to do for the next month is read. You yep. cannot watch TV. You can't talk on the phone. You can't do anything. You can read. That's, that's And all Jeff you wasn't can... allowed to come over. No, no I, I mean, I don't I don't know if I've ever been that mad. That was also the grounding time that cracks me up because I just love your commitment to a bit uh, the bit of grounding. I know at the say. end of that month, we were leaving to go to Hawaii. And there was like three days of my grounding that we were in Hawaii. And my mom said, Hawaii's not exactly grounding. So when we come home, you'll make up those three days. <laughs> you banked hours. You did. You it's banked like school hours, hours school. on set where you banked that them. That so is how mad I was. Wait, Ryder, am I glad that she wasn't like picking up the phone and calling you? Maybe oh, she that's I don't know. Maybe great. she did. It was, oh it was just hours. remarkable. And I was like, okay, she's, 
going to get over this by the time we got home, but she didn't. I made no. up those three no. days. No, oh, and, and truly what made me more mad rather than not even so much that she blew off, you know, getting home by her curfew. But the fact that I literally stayed up, I think dad and I were up until like four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Trying to convince him that Danielle deserved was trustworthy. to be trusted. Right. And that Jeff, too, that, you know, my whole theory of I'm basing this on the person, not on the age. Right. And I think we need to trust her. She's never so, gotten into any trouble. Yeah. He, literally. And he is not, not an easy person to talk into anything that he doesn't believe in. So after all of that, I just it was such a betrayal. Yeah. <laughs> like, I couldn't believe she yeah. did that. Right. Yeah. Well, so. it's, I, I mean, having like. Do, done this podcast and been talking to Danielle so much about our childhood and 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 her upbringing. I'm so impressed with your ability to have a relationship with her that is really a, a true friendship, yeah. as well as a great parent. You know, like I, I just think that that is, I I <clears throat> admire that so much, and that's like yeah. like I am aiming for that. Because like I didn't really have that with my parents. I always had a great relationship with my parents, a very loving relationship. Yeah. But like you know, my mom and I were antagonistic until I got on my own, and then we like kind of became like adults together, even at the age of sixteen. Like, and that would made our relationship better. But you guys had like a real like I didn't talk to my my parents about who I was dating or what was happening. But you guys were able to share all of that, oh, and yeah. yet it sounds yeah. like you still had enough authority and trust. Um, and I just, that's like so admirable to me. And like, thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm emulating that in my life. Who knew writer would ever compliment my parents? <laughs> wow. It's, it's it circle. turns out you didn't know what you were talking about at 16, right? Yeah, you, you believe didn't it? know at everything. 16, I wow. didn't know what being a parent was like. Yeah. Who knew 30 years ago, I'd ever be hearing this from writer. Oh, crazy. That's, oh, that's great. so funny. But yeah. you know, I do think it was, it was kind of interesting. I even realized that it was kind of um, different at the time was that neither Danielle or I ever, there was like no gray line. It was like, we could be the best of friends. We could talk about everything. We can, you know, mm. have great conversations and laugh and, and all that. But when I need to be your parent, and not your friend, it's not even there. There's no. Right. Yeah. But yeah, that's and, the balance, though. That's, that's, that's what you want, that. you know? Yeah, that's what you yeah. want. So that's that's great. Yeah, I had that with my I have that with my parents as well. So it was always the kind of like the, what we've talked about, where it's the the worst thing in the world you can do is disappoint them, where it's just yeah. like that's that crushes you, where it's like, yeah. oh, my God, I disappointed my parents. It's the worst thing ever. So. Yeah, it's uh, my my mom was really like from the time I was little, she used to she was very consistent with what she used to say to me, which was there is nothing you can't tell me that we won't then be able to work through together. The only thing I cannot handle is you lying to me. Once you lie to me, I have no I can't trust you anymore. I can't take anything you say at face value. So I'd rather you come to me with a thing you think is going to blow up the entire world. And as long as you're up, as long as you're telling me the truth about it, we will solve it together. There's a solution. There's a there is a thing for everything, no matter what it is. And I remember being like, okay. and as a teenager or as a however old you are, when you hear that, you test it. And so you test it with small things. You test it with like. This little bit. And she never, she was never, she ne- that was not a lie. I could tell her That's truthfully anything, right? anything. And even if I could tell where she was like, gulp, 
uh, don't gulp. Um, uh, yeah, uh, right. uh, she Very would true. then she would then go. Get okay, through. let's let's talk about it. Let's right. and so. We did have a relationship where I felt very comfortable coming home and letting her read the notes from the boys I had crushes on and wow. telling her exactly what I was thinking and feeling about all of them. And she knew that she could trust me because she did know that I was being there wasn't anything I was hiding. So like writer said, I also just be like Jen Fischel. That's like all Jen. I want. Be yes. Be like Jen. What would Jen Fischel do? We always say yes. Yeah, yes. of course. That's yes. what you always say. Yeah. <laughs> no, parenting is parenting's tough. It definitely is, and you know, you just kind of have to figure it out as you go along. And you know, obviously, I've made mistakes, and I have things I regret too. I mean, one of them being, I feel like I was probably harder on Danielle. Um, one, she was my first, and. Right. Two, I had not only teen years to deal with, but the fact that, you know, by the time she was a teenager, she was, you know, people recognized her and she was exposed to a lot of things and 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 all of that. So I I probably was harder on her, honestly. I mean, I've told her that Would before. Would you then. say that maybe one of your regrets is that I should have been allowed to watch 90210 when I was 12 or <laughs> no, She can't let it go. <laughs> no. She can't let it go. Not really. You no. can watch 90210 now, Danielle. I don't You're even free. Now I don't watch it. It was only cool when you were 12. It was I only know. cool yeah. when you were 12. No, you know? and you know, that was another thing, too, was like, I, d I never understood. Because when we lived in Orange County before we moved to Calabasas, it was literally like we might as well have moved to a different country as far as how different Orange County was. was much more conservative with their yeah. parenting. I actually yeah. grew up around right. I, a lot of my friends were Mormon. They had very strict rules. Right. And so no one in Orange County at 12 was watching 90210. But no. then and, and we moved to Calabasas and like she's you know, her friends are going to R rated movies. And it's like, what in an R rated movie does a 12 year old need to be seeing? No, you can't go. I knew when we moved to, to Calabasas. I was not going to be the popular parent, that's yeah. for sure. Right. Yeah, but you know, but I mean, those are the things that I, I really don't regret. I think if I had to raise kids all over again, it would probably, I'd probably do a lot of the same things, if not even more protective because so then you know, what do you regret you just said one of your regrets is that maybe regret, you were too tough I on me i regret being i because i what i i think sometimes i was literally looking for right right, right. should i be worried about this should i be worried about that right. should, i mean it was i was like a but you know i i was a, a nervous nelly and um so i think a lot of times i would look for things and maybe read between the lines rather than giving you the benefit of the doubt and maybe asking questions, I would be more like, well, suspicious you know, thinking you had an attitude or yeah, or being right. suspicious, but I don't know. Cause I mean, we are who we are. So I think my, my protective instincts as a parent, I don't think that would go away if I was doing it all over today. And I think it would be worse because you guys have the internet and social media mm. and that, that scares me. I'm glad I, yeah. I didn't have to deal with that. Yeah, and her getting recognized a lot as a teenager. I mean, luckily that doesn't happen at all anymore. No, um, Danielle never gets recognized anywhere, which never. is great. She I mean, traveling changed. with her is just the easiest thing in the world. It's awesome, no problems at all. Because she that. looks exactly the same. Oh my <laughs> right? god! You all do. Oh you gosh. all do. It's so weird. When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. 
the first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched-out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ionic 5 is a tech-forward electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. You now have grandchildren. You have Adler I and do. Keaton. I what do. would you say if Adler or Keaton wanted to get into acting? I mean, obviously, I would. Not, it's it's none of my business. So it would be whatever you and Jensen decided. I would fully respect and support. If it were my choice, I would say no. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. that's a solid answer, though. That's wow. a solid yeah. answer. Uh, yeah. I mean, I felt that way sometimes with with Danielle. Even was like, if I had to do this all over again, knowing what I know, not that not that I, I think after she was on the show. You know, even hearing stories about a lot of the other kids, I mean, you guys kind of went through a time where there were a lot of teen celebrities kind of really going, you know. Going off the rails. Yeah. Yeah. Really bad. So those times I would kind of think, I don't know if I would do it all over again, not because her experience was bad, but because just because of the fear of it. Yeah. The risk. It does scare me. I mean, there's there's a lot. 
And as a parent, you you can't control as much as you can when your kid is just going to school and, you know, hanging out with their friends. I mean, there are a lot of things that you guys were exposed to and like a, a lot of adults that saw you guys as their friends and their peers. And, you know, that's why Danielle had adults giving her cigarettes, which. <laughs> right. mm, Who right. did that? You know, it wasn't so, me, was it? No, no. I don't think well, I ever gave I wanted you it to be you because and Danielle will probably regret this. She'll probably be like, darn it. Why didn't I tell her it was Will? Because when she came home that day and David Combs was the one who told me she'd been smoking. Mm-hmm. So when she came home, you know, of course, I'm making her like dump out your purse because she, she didn't have any cigarettes on her. It's like, who's giving you cigarettes? She did not want to tell me. She did not want to tell me. And we were and it's like, you're going to tell me. You know, this isn't over until mm-hmm. I know who's giving you cigarettes. And if she would have said Will, I would have been like, all right, Will is her peer. I can't right. hold that against you too much because that's what friends do. And I probably would have said to you, Will, yeah. don't do that. Don't make right. it easy on her. She's going to be stupid enough to smoke. Let her do it on her own. But when I found out it was two adults that worked on the show, I was just like, Ooh. no, that's not okay with me. That's yeah. just not okay. And then she's just begging me, please, 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 please. I did. Please don't call him. And it's it's like, such a terrible feeling to be a kid and know that you you're going to get adults in trouble. Them. You should not have involved that them. Is you awful. don't want to them to get in trouble. Grownups giving cigarettes oh. to it. Oh, they're Kid clearly actor? the ones right. in the wrong. Yes, they're oh. not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. Did you call? Did you call? Oh yeah, I did. Yeah. Absolutely, I did. There were two of them, and yeah, they they got a piece of my mind, and because I just oh. felt like. And like, if it were you, I wouldn't have done that to you. Right, 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 right. sure. You know I, mean? I also it's wouldn't like, have shared my cigarettes. They're also breaking the law. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, you yeah. know, like that. Yeah, that no, you can't. Serious. That's like, not a good thing. Should, like, no, you can't be giving yeah. kids smokes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and as a parent, and now Danielle and Ryder, you can probably relate to that a little bit. It's like, if your kids are going to make mistakes and they're going to do stupid things like start yep. smoking, that's on them. But I don't want adults making it easy on them. Right. You know, yeah. these are adults that... You know, right. you were and then you're trusting, you're trusting yeah. the work environment to be a yeah. space where that kind of stuff doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I can't wait to get off uh, mic and find out. And who find it out who it was. <laughs> I'm thinking the same thing. I'm like, I'm dying to know who it is. But you could see how, um, how those lines can be blurred. Yes, I'm mature. Will smokes, you know, and it's obviously now as an adult myself, I go, Oh my gosh, how horrible. do you do yeah. that? Horrible. I would yeah, never horrible. imagine any of us on Girl Meets World giving those kids cigarettes. cigarettes. Exactly. No. And I think like, you know, when I found out that it was two adults and I just I was more mad after learning who it was than I was in the be- you know, to begin with. But um, you know, you kind of gauge things by like how would you be in that situation and there is no way I would have ever ever no. ever considered somebody younger that couldn't buy cigarettes or alcohol asking me to buy it for him and being like sure yeah no, no it's way. crazy so I couldn't even comprehend that that was a choice that they made and then that's I was like, another thing how though dare you this business does that well wait will how were you getting cigarettes because you were 16 Dude, I started buying. Sh- I started buying cigarettes at eleven, and no. So when you were buying cigarettes on board, I was walking like into 16, a store and buying them. Yeah, they just weren't no. checking your ID. No, of course wow. not. And again, it was strange because I never. I didn't start drinking till I was like twenty-five, so I wasn't like trying right. to buy alcohol or doing other stuff. But nobody ever batted an eyelash with buy, with selling wow. cigarettes ever, ever. 
Yeah. yeah. Different oh, time. Man. But it's yeah. also, not only is it a different time, it's what we've talked about, about being on a set where it's like, oh, you're a professional actor, so you're not 12. It's like, no, you're a professional actor and you're yeah. still 12. I mean, it's... But smoking was way more in the culture back then. I mean, think about oh, it. You it could was. smoke in bars. You know, you could oh, smoke yeah. in restaurants. On you planes. Could sm- yeah, yeah. It was, so like yeah. in the 90s, the idea that like a teenager would be smoking wasn't... No. that as like now it seems so Crazy. black and white yeah Dude, when you're 11 years old walking the streets of new york city smoking a cigarette there is nothing better let me tell you it's the i believe you will so i believe you it's That's absolutely true. Crazy. it's the greatest my my last question for you is is something i actually want i want to brag about you for a little bit since okay you spent almost a decade of your life being my guardian on set. And in addition to raising a family, you have my brother who was four years younger than me. Later in life, in your 50s, you decided to follow your own dream of being a makeup artist. And you went to makeup school and you have started a bridal makeup business, Bellamici Beauty. And for over a decade, you have been a professional makeup artist. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about that? And like, why you wanted to do that and just what what it what your day to day is like now? Well, I always you probably remember me saying this, but like um, I always loved makeup, first of all. But like even when you were working on Boy Meets World, I loved being in the hair and makeup room. You know, I, I just loved the whole process. And um, I always said if I was ever going to have a job outside the home, that's what I would want to do. And then when I was trying to figure out what I was going to do in my early 50s, 50, 52, whatever I was. Um, You, Danielle, were the one. You're probably the reason I'm doing it. You, I I think I threw it out to you. Like, you know, I kind of sort of considered going to makeup school. But who does that at my age? Like, I, I felt almost silly wanting to do that. And then I thought about, like I had this whole mean girls vision about going to school with a bunch of, you know, young people learning to do makeup. And you were so supportive of it. You were so encouraging. And you actually are the one that found the school I went to, which happens to be, in my opinion, and I think a lot of other people's opinions, one of the best schools out there. Um, Let's say, the, say the name of the school. Give it a plug. Well, it's it, it's no longer. Oh, she then never mind. The school. Yeah. Now <laughs> she just kind of travels all over the world and does boot camps. You know, she still teaches, but she does boot camps. So I would give it a plug, okay. but it no longer exists. Um, but anyway, so, yeah. And then and it was the best decision I ever made because the school process was so much fun. I mean, I'm still in touch with so many of the people I went to school with. And yes, I was the oldest one in the class, but nobody held it against me. Yeah, and, who cares? Yeah. And I, and I love what I do. I just, it's just so much fun. So yeah. So I do, I work mostly with brides. Um, love it. And I am with them on the biggest day of their life and I don't get bridezillas. That's what everybody always asks me. Yeah. I mean, it can be, but honestly, I'm really lucky because I have had such great brides and, and, you know, and then of course I'm very organized. And so the morning, everything, goes smoothly, but I love it. It was the best decision I ever made. That's so cool. where can people Danielle. find you? Where can people find you if they want to hire you for their wedding? Where can people find you? Okay, so I'm on Instagram at, at Jen Fischel, and um, my website is Bellamici Beauty, and it's Bell, not Bella, Bell. Right. B-E-L-L-E. 
And then Amici. B-E-L-L-E-A-M-I-C-I dot com. Yes. Beauty.com. Oh, beauty.com. Okay. We'll we'll write it in the caption. Okay. Okay. Very good. Because I clearly don't spell well on the spot. Oh, that's so funny. Well, Mama, Mommy, thank you so much for being here with us today. This is awesome. This is really cool. It's always great to see, you know, both of you guys. Well, you too, Danielle. But I see you more often. I see you all the time. These two. I don't see all the time. I know. We usually only see, see you guys. in the in the midst of a three four year old birthday party. That's yes, kind of birthday where we, parties. Yeah. We'll see you with bounce houses right and donuts and all that stuff. Yeah, no, yes. I couldn't make it this year. Next yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, I think Indy was sick this year, but yep. yeah, right, it's always well. good to see. It was fun talking about old times and and Ryder. I'm glad you don't hate me. No, I don't. Oh my gosh, no! I appreciate you so much. Oh, oh, love you, you mommy. Love you guys. Yeah. Bye. 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 Oh, man. I love that lady. Oh, that's good because she's your mom. <laughs> I know, right? It's a good thing that I love her. She's got some great insights. Yeah. Yeah, she's pretty awesome. I just. By the way, Danielle, she used yeah. to buy me cigarettes all the time. <laughs> what? Unbelievable. <laughs> she didn't, for the record. No, she never bought me not. No, she'll <laughs> want to jump on the podcast and clarify and clear that, up. that those that are up. facts. Exactly. There must have been a period, we didn't get into this, but there must have been a period where she was actually the only parent left on set, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I. Lindsay, Lindsay maybe. That was oh, it. Oh, right. Lindsay yeah. Ridgeway's mom. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, like. And, and and then, yeah, I'm trying to remember, like, because I, I have such clear memories of the moms right. that first season. Yeah. And then second season, like, it must have kept continued. But, yeah, I mean, my mom stopped coming by third season. Yeah, my, my parents mom did, were never there. At a certain yeah, point, parents. my mom did. There, There is a, a rule where you can sign your child over to another adult. Right. There still needs to be two adults. The teacher right. is responsible for the, the child. And, the, and, and then there and needs then to be a guardian. A guardian. Right. And I don't. I don't remember who the guardian was that my mom would sign me over to, but there were days when my mom couldn't be there because she needed to do something for my brother or she needed to do something just with her own life where I would be signed over. So she wasn't there for like every single day, all day for, you know, and then obviously as we've seen, she's only there every so often because I'm only in like, what, eight episodes in season three. So, yeah, but um, but still, it's I mean, talk about a commitment for a whole family, you know, it's a real commitment. Anyway, she is truly the best. So anyway, thank you guys for joining us for this episode of Pod Meets World. As always, you can follow us on Instagram, Pod Meets World Show. You can send us your emails, Pod Meets World Show at gmail.com. And we have merch. I'm glad you bought the merch. And now I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Podmeetsworldshow.com. Writer, send us out. We love you all. Pod dismissed. Pod Meets World is an iHeart podcast produced and hosted by Danielle Fischel, Wilfred L., and Ryder Strong. Executive producers, Jensen Karp and Amy Sugarman. Executive in charge of production, Danielle Romo. Producer and editor, Tara Sudbach. Producer, Jackie Rodriguez. Engineer and Boy Meets World superfan, Easton Allen. Our theme song is by Kyle Morton of Typhoon. You can follow us on Instagram at Pod Meets World Show or send us an email at podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. 
Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. When I'm on my way to drop off the kids at school and I'm on about five hours of sleep and I haven't had my coffee yet, I'm truly one of a kind. Yeah, this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. It is. But there is one thing I can do immediately to bring some comfort and calm to the situation and keep me moving forward. Eat Keebler Sandies. I like to think that if the good-looking guy was still around, sitting on the couch, comforting himself about not getting into college, he'd ditch the Cocoa Puffs and down some Keebler Sandies instead. Mixed with chocolate syrup? Ooh, why not? When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat to keep you going. Each Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for Keebler's Sandy's Shortbread Cookies to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com.